Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Tuesday, January 29th, two. Niner. Niner. Tuesday is within the confines of the Libro Cube are, of course, TV Tuesdays. Sometimes called Television Tuesdays when I'm feeling um, expansive, let's say. Something that I like to say at the beginning of every episode, just in case is that there will be spoilers, most likely. Do not um, assume there will not be spoilers. Assume that there will be. Just play it safe. Wear protection. Today's sponsor is Leave It to Beaver Dam Construction Incorporated. Once again, today's sponsor is Leave It to Beaver Dam Construction Incorporated. So thank you to them. Thank you to you, the listener. Something that uh, also I want to try to do from now on at the top of every show, which I will most likely forget to do the vast majority of the times, is to say that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is unrealistic. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you tell a friend and pass her on. That would be most kind of you, and uh, I would appreciate it. So, why not? Why not indeed? I have a fair amount of Television Tuesday stuff to get through today. I believe last week we only did a half episode, but not this week. No, sir. This has got a full episode written all god him over it. Uh, it is foggy as fuck. <laughs> Just for uh, my, my daily weather report, I am Canadian, we do talk about weather, and that was it. I want to uh, get my stereotype really going there, eh? Uh, television show The First is a little program by the name of Modern Family. Oh, baby. Can't remember if we did a Modern Family last week, or maybe the week before. Uh, I'm not religious, <laughs> uh, period, but also not religious about what I bring back as far as um, will I bring back Modern Family this week and bring it back next week? Uh, will I not bring it back for three weeks? I just kind of go with the flow and whatever, whatever piques my interest, I will bring back. So... We, uh, we here within the liberal cube, meaning me and you listening, uh, I do whatever the hell I want to do. If it feels good, I do it. If it feels great, I do it again. So this, uh, Modern Family was, um, it was Manny's birthday. Surprise birthday party. Ahoy. Ahoy hoy. Uh, what do I want to say about that is that, um, he walks in the door. And he's got a girl with him. The girl is apparently a little on the slutty side. <laughs> There's no uh, no real other way to say it. They kiss, 
Um, they assume that there are no parents in the house, which, oh Jesus, kids these days, and uh, who knows what would have happened if the uh, parents didn't sh sort of sheepishly, sheepish, sheepishly yell surprise at that point. There could have been some uh, some serious Manny petting going on there. Manny petty, Manny petting. Oh God, just came up with that right now. That is why I get paid the big bucks from sponsors, from sponsors such as Leave It to Beaver Dam Construction Company uh, Incorporated or whatever I said. Uh, Manny's mom. Gloria, played by the super, super, super sexy Sofia Vergara, um, is pregnant, or I guess I should spoil it and say was pregnant, um, had the baby on the same day as uh, Manny was born, so that was kind of interesting. There's never really just one uh, story in Modern Family, it's usually a bunch of stories going on throughout the episode. The one in the uh, Dunphy clan is that their uh, oldest daughter, Haley, was dating an older guy, quite a bit older, played by Mr. Jason Manzukis. So that was awesome. He is on a podcast I listened to called uh, How Did It Get Made? He uh, has also done some other podcasts, kind of does the rounds, as you do in the podcast universe quite often. And he's uh, super, super funny and uh, was awesome in this role. He played kind of a real douchey guy. Did it to perfection. So, thank you for that, Mr. Menzukas. Uh, I like that name, too. It's fun to say. Say it for yourself right now. Menzukas. Maybe if you, you hit the zoo like that. Menzukas. Love me. And then on the uh, yet another ongoing story was that... The two gay guys' daughter, Lily, went through a phase where she uh, married her fathers, which uh, they said in the episode, oh, this is a phase that a lot of little girls go through, and it made me think, is that true? Because if it is, that's strange, but hey, whatevs. Let's move on from that modern family hilarity, because it was a good one. To a Dexter, me and the missus, the missus and I, are working our way through these. We're on season two, uh, chugging along, two, one or two episodes a week. So uh, it will probably take us a while to uh, to polish her off. It did for Rescue Me quite a while, but whatever, we're not in a rush. It's uh, it's in its final season on the air, I think. I could be wrong. Which is kind of how I planned it anyways, because uh, I like watching a series on DVD when it is no longer on the air. That way you can sort of watch it all at once and you don't have to wait patiently for it to complete and have DVDs available on the Amazon or wherever you may purchase your DVDs. Dexter's girlfriend sort of jumped to the conclusion, uh, came to the belief that he is addicted to heroin. That is not true. His addiction is murdering people. <laughs> serial killing, serial killing killers. 
so she is making him go to uh, sort of AA, or what is it when it's drugs? It's something A. DA? Drugs? Anonymous? I don't know. Something like that. So he is obviously not going for drugs. However, he is sort of uh, bringing out, talking openly about his addiction to murdering, just sort of hiding it behind uh, the drug addiction. So saying things that could be that could mean he's addicted to heroin, however, in actuality, they sort of mean he's addicted to murdering people. So I, I like that, in that, because that came about, he has a sponsor, as uh, I guess you do in these sort of situations. The sponsor who is, my god, super, super hot, hot, hot. Uh, I will report that in one of these episodes, you got to see her naked. So, hot and naked, those are like two of the best things. Hot is good, um, naked and hot, even better somehow. I don't know how, it just is. Um, she has a British accent, and the missus is convinced that it is fake, which it is, I think it is possible, because it sounds a little weird. Um, we, <laughs> we do an impression or, yeah, yeah, we do an impression of her. There was one point where she said Dexter's name really weirdly. It's uh, it goes a little something like this. Dexter! Dexter! It's a little something like that. And uh, she'll say things that just sound a little off, so I think it may be a fake British accent. But, hey, she's hot and naked, so who cares, right? This, um, I made the prediction last season that every season would have sort of a, uh, what I like to call an uber bad guy, which is a, is a bad guy who is there for the entire season and sort of the really, really bad guy, as you could look at him. And then each episode would have its own sort of smaller bad guy. Uh, now, that did not happen this season, sort of. The way uh, I'm going to look at it, to uh, to sort of make myself feel that I'm still right, <laughs> even though I guess I'm not, is that the the uber bad guy in this season is the uh, is the cops and the possibility of Dexter getting caught. So that is really really cool. I said, how are they going to top last season's uber bad guy of his own brother? Um, but this one so far is doing a, is doing a pretty good job of it, with him always sort of seeming to be uh, having the possibility of getting caught. The the way so far that uh, they've been focusing on how he may get caught is uh, is cool because it's algae. He what he did after killing all these people was buried them in the water, right? Um, now to weigh down the bodies in these garbage bags that he put the chopped up bodies in, he would gather rocks. Now, probably you, if you were in this situation of killing people and burying their bodies, well, A, I hope you're not in that situation, and if you are, stop doing that, that's not very nice. And B, you wouldn't care where the rocks came from that you were using, would you not? You'd be like, rocks are rocks. However, he pulled rocks from the um, bay, inlet, marina, whatever you want to call it, where his boat was parked, 
And I don't know how accurate this is, but a their, their sort of theory here is that a marine biologist can tell where algae is from by the species and what it's been eating and yada, 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 so they can narrow down which marina these rocks were pulled from and possibly which marina the killer's boat is parked in. So... He's, uh, he's a little stressed out over this, needless to say. Also, within uh, we watched uh, two episodes. Uh, I kind of have them a little jumbled together, I think. Um, doesn't matter for the purposes of this talk. He went with his sponsor on a little, uh, little trip to meet the man who killed his mother. What? Pretty crazy. I think... Oh, shit. I think uh, the guy who played him was F. Murray Abraham. Was it? I can't remember now. I think it might have been. Who uh, Who I like. He's, he's a good actor. Dexter, um, this is kind of a weird spoiler. He did not kill him. <laughs> uh, spoiled, not murder. Okay, better, uh, better hurry up here. I want to get one more in before I get to work. Let's just say with Dexter that uh, so far the show's really, really good, and I like bringing him back here to talk about it. So I will continue to do so, because I do what I like. <laughs> Last, but certainly not least, is Jimmy Kimmel Live. Jimmy Kimmel Live I did not plan on bringing back this week, because I did last week, and I think I may have the week before, and I don't want to get too, too repetitive. However, uh, I had to. Because he did something pretty awesome, which was, you may have even heard of this if you are not a Jimmy Kimmel regular watcher, because the missus even said, oh, did you hear about this? Which was Matt Damon uh, taking over the show. And I mean that quite literally, he got Jimmy, tied him to a chair, uh, duct taped his mouth closed, and took over the show from him. And in the background of the entire show was Jimmy taped to, like, an office chair, which it, it looked like they did a pretty... Like, obviously, it didn't. it's it's not real that it actually happened, but they did a pretty good job of taping him, him down. He looked very, very uncomfortable. Uh, really getting into the part, I guess. I think, as I mentioned, that my viewing of Jimmy Kimmel and Conan O'Brien as well... Uh, is done on YouTube via the clips that they post, because I am not um, up late enough to actually watch it on the television. So, uh, I can't confirm this, but I think that Jimmy Kimmel ends, if not every episode, most episodes, with saying uh, something along the lines of, uh, Sorry to Matt Damon, we ran out of time tonight, we'll have you on another night. And that's how he ends the show. As if he is bumping, which is what that is called, uh, bumping Matt Damon. Matt Damon had had enough. Time to get my revenge, he said, probably in a voice similar to that. And uh, took over the show. He, uh, it was very funny. Jimmy Kimmel has a security guard by the name of Guillermo. Uh, sort of a trusty companion. Matt Damon knew he could not be trusted, so got rid of him, and in his place hired uh, Andy Garcia, the famous 
super good actor Andy Garcia as a security guard, as himself. So that was uh, that was very funny. Um, one of the reasons that um, they explained that Jimmy bumps him every night is that Jimmy has gone out to try out for every single role that Matt Damon has ever got and not gotten it. So that's why he's kind of bitter. <laughs> they showed clips of those, which were hilarious. Uh, Matt Damon admits that jokes are not exactly his forte. So uh, rather than do the opening monologue, he got Mr. Robin Williams to come in and do it. I will say that Robin Williams was not very funny. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what happened. He he's, he's kind of always known for this really big, super funny comedian that comedians, uh, I don't know if they look up to or are impressed by, but I've never really found any of his material very funny, and uh, I've heard that he steals jokes, too, which is, in the comedy world, a, a huge no-no. No-no-no. Uh, um, let's see, Matt Damon got rid of the regular band leader and had Miss Cheryl Crow lead the band for the night. Uh, there was a ton of big-name celebrity guests, and... Uh, Sarah Silverman comes to mind because apparently Sarah Silverman used to date Jimmy Kimmel from the sounds of it, and it was just pretty pretty awesome. I watched a shit ton of clips from it. So, I'm at work, and we will have quite a bit to go over this afternoon, so I will go into work, do eight hours of said work, and meet you back here. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Me, me, me. Hello again. So uh, when I pulled into work today, my odometer was at exactly thirty-eight thousand. Is that is that something interesting? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Unusual? A little bit? Maybe? Uh, it's... I seem to recall something, um, happening similar, too. Either when I pulled into work at work or, uh, to the garage at home. Hmm. What does it mean? It's like a... It's like a double rainbow. What does it mean, man? <sighs> hmm. Curiousnessosities. Okay, so let's hop back in to... TV Tuesdays within the Libro Cube. Why don't we? I can't think of a reason, so let's do it. Uh, I have brought back, once again, a Parks and Recreation. I had so much fun on the last one describing, um, what was it? Bachelor parties? So I figured I'd bring it back again. Because, as I do within the Libro Cube, if I like doing something, I do it again. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Aziz Ansari has a company by the name of Rent-A-Swag. What is this, what is this swag thing I keep, uh, I keep hearing so much about? It's, it's something that, um, like, I think a, uh, an old, old man would probably, maybe, possibly describe it as panache. So, um, yeah. Obviously, I'm brimming with it with swag, because uh, the fact 
that uh, I don't even really know what swag means. Probably. It's one of those things that, like, um, I'm guessing that if you don't know what it is, you're probably just overflowing with it because you don't even care about it, right? That, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Brimming with swag. Oh, hey, every once in a while, not, uh, not very often, sometimes, when doing the podcast, I will think of the title for the podcast while I'm recording it. Most of the times, it's while I'm editing it, something will uh, pop into my ears that I will like the sounds of, and that'll be the title. This time, however, the title of the episode will be Brimming with Swag. So, you were here at the uh, sort of culmination of that thought. He, however, uh, his clientele is uh, young kids for the most part, teenagers, because what, <laughs> what this business is, if you could call it a business, I guess is that he rents out things, um, clothing and accessories to young men, so they will have this, uh, this swag. Things, I say to teenagers, because uh, I believe the sort of premise is that it is things from his wardrobe, and he is kind of the size of teenagers. Because Aziz Ansari is kind of a little guy. I would like uh, to stand beside him and do a little, uh, little comparison. Because I, uh, I enjoy standing beside short people. It gives me a, a sense of accomplishment, sort of. Sense of superiority, perhaps. Um, which kind of doesn't make sense. I'm uh, 6'1". However, it probably should not give me a sense of superiority because... Uh, tall people such as myself uh, do not live longer, so it is likely that uh, Aziz Ansari will outlive me by uh, quite a long time. So, that should wipe the smirk right off my face. It does not, however, because I'm here still and taller than you. So that was kind of a little bit of the backstory, his company, and the fact that because he does not pay attention to sports, he does not have anything to talk about with his teenage customers who talk about nothing but sports. Uh, so I felt his pain there in that uh, a large chunk, a giant swath of my friends are sports fan addicts, fanatics, um, and I will quite often be standing there as they're talking about sports for the most part, having no idea what is going on, or, sad to say, caring. <laughs> I will occasionally throw out the, the, uh, my sort of patented line for those situations, which is, yay sports, which, uh, oddly enough, gets a laugh most of the time, so there's that. That's the silver lining to the situation. Uh, what else happens? There was, uh... If you are unfamiliar with the show, it takes place... Oh, shit, I'm speeding. Speeding pretty good. It takes place in uh, a parks department, and uh, within the uh, government departments of this town, town by the name of Pawnee, there is uh, an almost total lack of gender equality. Uh, total lack to the point where it is quite 
comedic. So, I like that. Not the actual uh, gender inequality. That is not funny. And not a laughing matter. However, it was to such a degree to make it comical. So, enjoy. Full. Ron uh, is still dating Xena, the warrior princess. Uh, she, within the show, is not warrior princessing. She is just sort of a normal person. So, I think they really let uh, let an uh, opportunity go. They should have had Lucy Lawless play Xena in this. Would have added really a whole other dimension to this uh, relationship. Ron uh, has been trapped in uh, into babysitting her two daughters, who are little brats, and I would not put up with their guff for a goddamn second. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> let's uh, let's leave that where it is. Just by saying it was a funny episode, and those funny things happened within it. And, hey, that's what we do in the Liberal Cube. We talk about shit such as that. Let's move on to a sort of bittersweet one. It was the final episode of Attack of the Show. Sadness. Great, great sadness. I did not actually watch it. I haven't watched, uh, I haven't really watched it since, uh, Kevin Pereira left. Uh, I watched the odd one here and there, but it just kind of, once he left, it was, it was sort of the, the final wound in the show for me, and the rest was just occasional bleeding, bleedings outs, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Perhaps it does. Um, I kind of wish I did in the last couple of weeks, because I think um, Matt Myra was guest hosting, and perhaps Chris Hardwick was as well. So uh, that I would have liked to see. This uh, I actually just watched. They put clips on their website. Uh, I guess maybe the website will now die as well. I don't know. But uh, one of my favorite segments of the show was something they do called uh, Around the Net, in which they do something kind of like my Fry Internet Day episodes. They go on the interwebs and bring shit back and show it and then make fun of it and talk about it and yada, yada. Uh, it was quite often a little slice of comedic heaven. Um, back in the days of Olivia Munn and Kevin Pereira hosting the show, when I was living alone and watched it every single night, religiously. It was uh, it was really just kind of cheered me up after. Uh, if I ever had a bad day, it would cheer me up. If I ever had a good day, it would um, cheer me even further up, I guess. Uh, and it will be missed by many, including myself. What I have done here, and what they have done, uh, normally they would bring back videos from that day, because uh, it's live, I, sh- I should mention. Attack of the Show was filmed live. And they would bring uh, videos from internebs, interwebs that they found that day. However, uh, in this very special last episode, they brought uh, videos that were their favorites from uh, over the years. Uh, so, let's see what they brought back. The first one, I think they were all ones I've seen before. Oh, uh, no, yeah, the first one I had... If you, uh, I think for all of these, if you go into YouTube and 
type in kind of what I'm about to say, you'll, you'll easily find these. First one is a water jetpack. Fail? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. They're, they're big fans of the fails on uh, Attack of the Show. Uh, and this one was a guy who has a jetpack that is powered by water being interviewed by a newsman. And it just... Uh, why don't I not ruin it and just say that this scenario fails horribly? And uh, hope you watch it yourself. So that was one of their favorites. The next one, this is one I had never seen before. It's called, uh, we'll call it, Dying Batteries in a uh, Fish. <laughs> what are those fish called? I didn't write it down. Is it Billy Billy Bass? You know those fish that sing? You can mount them on your wall and then they'll, they'll sing various songs. Well, this is one, it was actually pretty funny, that the, the batteries inside it were dying. So it sounded, oh God, how would you describe it? It sounded as if um, the pits of hell had opened up and the screams of the forever tortured souls was released from um, Billy the Singing Fish. Very poetic. Wow. Surprised myself with that one. Uh, so that one was good. Uh, there was another one that... Uh, had I seen it? Yeah, i seen bits and pieces of this one. It was a He-Man mashup with a song from the 80s or 90s. Uh, it was okay. My uh, sort of dream and uh, wish is that I had the ability, or someone did and did it for me, <laughs> was to mash up the... the is it the Guess Who song? Uh, the, I think it's the Guess Who. Uh, running back to Saskatoon with clips from... Uh, the show Corner Gas. That, I wish I had the technical abilities to do that. I think I could, but it would be hard. I could probably do it if I had a lot of time. <laughs> Maybe one day. Okay, uh, what does this one say? Oh, uh, this one I've seen, not this exact one, but one similar. And I actually missed the beginning of this one, so I'm not sure if it's the exact same. It's someone puts a... Not a washing machine. Uh, puts a dryer, uh, sets up a dryer outside, gets it running, and then throws a brick inside. And uh, just describing it doesn't sound funny or interesting, really. But you got to see what this thing does. It is freaking one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, yeah, so recommend that. YouTube, brick in dryer. There you go. Okay, let's uh, wash machine. And then last, but certainly, well, maybe least, I don't know. Depends Depends what you think. Uh, was a sort of classic that's been going around the webs for many years. It is Fat Guy with a Gun. It is a fat guy shooting a gun. Long pause there for you. Let's move on to our last item, which, shit, close to home, gonna run out of time. I, I could feel it brewing. Because, uh, normally maybe wouldn't run out of time, but I did a TV marathon with this one. Uh, season four of The IT Crowd has just become available on Netflix. If you have not seen any of these episodes, you are in luck, because now you have seasons one through four available to you. Highly Highly, highly recommend the show. Easy for me to give it a 5 out of 5. Some 6 out of 5 moments, goddammit. Uh, it is, well, 
a show that takes place in a IT um, office. So there's a company that within the company has a IT department, and this show takes place there. It is a British show. Uh, I should specify because, A, it's, for me, quite often makes it much funnier, and B, these seasons, or as they say over there in Jolly Old, are called serieses, and the serieses are short. Um, for example, this season, uh, I'm going to call it season because I feel like doing it, this season is only six episodes, so what the hell, eh? Over here, like a season of The Office, is goddamn like 24 episodes. Here, six episodes. That's all you get. No wonder, maybe that's why they're, they're so good. They, they pack in all the, all the goody comedy bits into such a tight little package. And, you know what? Who doesn't love a tight little package? <laughs> uh, the show stars Jen, who is a, is the boss of Moss and Roy. Moss and Roy know their technical stuffs. Jen does not. She is kind of put in charge uh, of them for, uh, I was going to try to say a reason, but I don't really know. So uh, that adds for some comedy right there off the top. Uh, Moss is played by, um, we actually talked about him in uh, a movie Monday because he was in the movie The Watch with um, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and uh, the other guy. Uh, and Roy is super, super, super funny as well. Okay, so <laughs> I have six episodes and things that happened in them to run down here with very little time. So, let's see what I can do. Episode one. Roy broke up with his girlfriend. Moss plays Dungeons and Dragons. And Jen um, tries to get into a meeting that she is not allowed in. A weekly meeting. Okay? <laughs> oh, fuck. You know what? I would love to have some time to go into these, but it's just not going to happen. So, I will do the quick version of this and see how that comes out. Episode 2. Moss is on a game show. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Roy is confused by one of his friends for being a window washer repeatedly. Jen has a new job. Okay. Episode 3. Jen is dating a geek, however, uh, she does not notice it because he's in a band. Uh, Roy gets a massage from a man, uh, and at completion, the man kisses him on the bottom, so he sues him. This, uh, this one, there, there's also sort of an uber boss of all these guys. This one had a story with him in which he was a Scientologist, basically, However, they called it a spaceologist, and for the most part, uh, kind of just tore apart and made fun of Scientology. Uh, so, as you can imagine, I was in love on that, because I hate Scientology. Hate it. Episode 5, I think. Uh, Roy is dating an orphan. Roy is dating an orphan. Oh, uh, Jen tells her boss that she knows how to speak Italian, but she does not, and Moss uh, didn't really do much. <laughs> Episode 6. Um, I don't know. I can't read my writing. 
and Roy and Moss uh, skip work and uh, shoplift things. Lastly, fuck. Sorry. Yep. Got through them. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Come hell or high water. Lastly, episode six uh, revolved around the boss man and his horrid, horrible ex-wife who tried to take all his money. Okay? Uh, sort of court divorce. Um, within that episode, I will say, to end this episode, that there was um, Star Trek-related porn. Okay? You, you can understand how I am in love with this show. Star Trek porn, you got making fun of religious people, you got comedies coming out, the goddamn yin-yang. Highly, highly recommend the IT crowd. Available for your convenience on Netflix. Folks, I'm at home. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper